bem-vindos to another episode of the Type Theory for All podcast. As always, this is your host, Pedro Abreu, talking directly from Brasilia, Brazil. Today, we host another company that does formal methods in the context of overscale blockchain and Solidity smart contracts. In this episode, we get into all the technicalities of their approach, how and why they use formal methods in this context, who are their clients, what are the caveats. We will talk about all of this and much more. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome, everyone, to one more episode of the Type Theory for All podcast. This is your host, Pedro Abreu, and it's my great pleasure to be here today with the founders of a company that works with formal methods. They are called Provendo, and I have here with me the founders, Andrei Lyashin and Sergey Egorov. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, everyone. So um, I'm Andrew. So I'm here to present the Provenda company and to discuss some interesting topic about formal verification. Maybe maybe we could talk a little bit about, about your guys' background, academic and non-academic. Yeah, okay, I, I, I can tell about myself. So I, I am a physic physicist uh, by, by, by my first educational background. So uh, I work in, in theoretical physics. Uh, in, for example, I work in Germany, and in in very good lab so doing doing kind of mathematical stuff but af after that uh, i i decided that i will connect myself with more computer stuff and and i went to robotics where where <clears throat> i developed the algorithms for autonomous vehicles and formalize it and ex express express the navigation system in some some formal language like like Haskell and something like that so I have a, a lot of uh, articles uh, in in physics from my first first part of my life then a lot of articles in robotics and But this time not so, not so and this time you're already involved in some functional languages you said that you yeah, use exactly. some Haskell uh-huh Yeah, exactly. And in that time, I learned about Coq to express mm -hmm. uh, the properties of functional programs, and that was amazing stuff. And uh, after that, we started the business with Sergey, uh, connected with blockchains and uh, and formal verification. Yeah, because because now blockchain is very 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 impressive part of uh, human development. I think, and uh, we are interested in. So to, to bring more security there, to, to involve more developers and more users, not to have this stuff like only Ponce's here, you know, just, just, just to, to, to give the real way, value from using blockchain, ha having secure and, uh, and uh, useful smart contracts to automate some yeah. business logic. Mm -hmm. yeah. We don't want another DAO hack happening anytime soon 
at Vintage Genesis <laughs> yeah. Astros, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think exactly. it's funny how Haskell is usually, you know, like uh, an entry door for heavier drugs like cock. <laughs> you get addicted yeah. in, in thinking functionally and what can we do next? What What is the next step? And you end up seeing cock, right? Yeah, that, that that's true. That's absolutely. So I started with, uh, you know, with uh, Lisp. Uh, the first, my program in functional style was Lisp. In parallel, I learned, I studied the category theory, uh, the nice ways to nice way to explain all the mathematics I know to this point from from topology to from algebra and to all this kind of academic academical stuff to express in categorical way of thinking and then i learned that haskell support the category theory yeah. inside and that was very impressive and the cock step was very very logical in this situation because cock involves all this information in one in one platform to view. you can use all the all the stuff functional programming category theory and uh, and uh, computer science to prove what, what you are trying to code, what you are trying to express in, in programming language. So uh, that they're very logical to, to come to, to cook and to use all the stuff in one platform. Yeah. In my experience, you took the opposite route that is the common way because many people that I personally met, me included in a sense, you first learn about Haskell and you know, like the as a functional programming and the more you try to learn the more you realize that you need more more math you need more more logic you need to go down to category theory and then when you see you're you're learning some category theory you're learning some topology you're learning homotopy type theory <laughs> yeah yeah exactly absolutely and so the more you thing, know yeah. the, the more you would like to know and the more you would like to to formalize so so also i, I love the project uh, so about mathematical and cockfoot and math comp or uh, so so to to express all mathematical knowledge in type theory way so it, it's incredible parts of cock usage to express all the mathematics you know up to up to the some moment in in cock to 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 give the formal proofs to well known things you know for for centuries but we need to have them proven. And uh, I love that project about about mathematical uh, mathematical stuff in Coke. So I love the work of Wojewodski about the homotopy type type theory. So yeah, because it's new 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 wor new words in, in in science, new words in mathematics to 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 deal with objects not not sets, not not as categories, like just just types, because they are very very interesting way of representing the theories. Yeah. What about you, Sergey? Tell us a bit more about your background. Okay, so uh, according to, to my education, I am a master in, in computer science. So I opened a initially opened a traditional software career. So I worked as a software software developer for a few years. Then, uh, in, in particular, in large uh, transnational companies, then turned in, into management. So I worked as a, as a manager and as a senior manager for, for many years in such companies as uh, some Microsystems, Oracle. Uh, so I was a really corporate guy. 
So in particular, I was involved in, in many activities related to quality assurance. So I, I know everything about uh, the, the pain of bugs. Then I, uh, together with Andre, we started our own business. Um, uh, so combine it, uh, combine some innovative things with traditional software development. So right now I am fully concentrated on uh, on formal verification on formal industry uh, because I really impressed with it. It's really great. It's fantastic as we as, as we already talked today. Awesome. Well, it's 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 good that it, that you have some already have some background managing companies and all of that. Because you cannot survive in a company just by, you know, being technical. You need someone who actually has the managing skills and the people skills. So, yeah. Telling us a little bit, what is Provendo? What do you guys do? Yeah, Provendo is the formal verification company. So, we it's mean like we are doing the formal verification services and develop our own product to help developers to formally verify their code especially in the fields of smart contract and blockchain security. Yeah, and uh, we are startup. So this means that we are actually developing the product. We don't have it more or less ready to sell. How, uh, however, we have a history of about three and a half years of servicing with formal verification for Everscale network. And it was great and successful in their fields. Uh, actually, now we are finishing our product uh, to, to be more, to be more mar market compatible. Tell us more about this product. Um, what is this Everscale? Uh, yeah, the Everscale is just a blockchain, uh, which started for about four years ago, and it's it based on Ton, Ton blockchain network. Uh, and uh, the main purpose of involving assets as as company doing formal verification is that they care more about security of smart contracts and about the core of the blockchain blockchain prog programs and uh, about node about virtual machine and that is why we started to to do our business with them so. Actually, currently uh, we are expanding to the to the more market to to offer our services and products. For example, for EVM-based networks, or or maybe or maybe even not 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 EVM or TVM-based. So actually, we currently we support the Solidity language, the source language for uh, for smart contract development. And but I think that we will expand our technology for for Rust language, for example, in near year or something. Uh, and uh, so uh, currently, I'm ready to talk about about Solidity language. Uh, to do that, to do that, we um, we created our, our own language. The name is Ursus, so it's like bear in in, in Latin. Uh, and uh, the, the, the main purpose of Ursus is to 
to develop and formally verify smart contracts inside the COC ecosystem. That means that uh, Ursus is the embedded DSL, embedded DSL to COC. So you can write and formally verify the contracts inside the COC just just written in Ursus or translated from Solidity. Okay, so you have Ursus and you can write down the smart contracts over there and use you know, inside of Coq to write all your code and then you can formally verify and do all your proofs. And then what happens next? It, it extracts these Ursus directly to Solidity? Is that the idea? Yeah, so the main idea is to, to, to have the small gap uh, for developers to to start writing in Ursus. So if they know how to write contracts in Solidity, they can learn Ursus in days. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the very, very, very basic stuff. So the Ursus is very deep because it's cock embedded. So, it, but just to write the contract, you need just several days to learn, to learn it knowing Solidity. So you right. can start writing down and, and then, to supply the code with predicates, with properties, with some kinds of coke stuff, uh, which can be easily manipulated inside the coke, uh, inside the coke to prove or to to perform, uh, you know, uh, randomized testing inside the quick check, quick check. So quick check is the clone of quick check from Haskell and quick check in coke is is doing uh, randomized testing for, for the same properties we can then use later in formal verification improving. So this is the same properties, we can just quick check them and after the all they passed, we can do the deductive verification of the same right. properties. Yeah, so that is the workflow. So write the code, Absolutely. put down the specification, quick check them and after all is passed, you can you can perform the deductive deductive stuff, right? Because then with quick check, it's much easier and faster to check if things are made correctly, and you can debug your code a little more, and then you can spend all your time to actually doing the proofs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. the The, the nice thing from quick check is that it can give you the accounts example, which right. cannot be cannot be mind from from deductive stuff so if you if you have the if you have the accounts example you can you can check you can you, you can check your your code with more accuracy so having the exactly exact state when some properties doesn't hold okay so so moving on there, there is something that was not quite clear to me yet what is because solidity if i understand correctly please um, make, if I understand correctly, then Solidity is a smart contract language for Ethereum, right? So how does it relate to Everscale? Actually, not not only not only for Ethereum. Uh, actually, some uh, some other blockchains also use it because it's uh, really quite good for uh, and well, well, well fit for smart contracts. And in particular, Everscale chose it uh, as one of its primary languages. Uh, together with C plus plus, surprisingly. Uh, 
Uh, of course, they have their own implementation, and it's slightly different than than one in Ethereum. But uh, it's 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 just a dialect of of Ethereum uh, Solidity, uh, working not not no not too far away from the original one. Yeah, I, I would like to add something. So actually, the, the the choose of Solidity language and the base language for writing smart contracts in in Everscale is to target the more developer audience. So because everyone from from you know Ethereum community not not know the how to write code in in Solidity. So to 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 get them inside the Everscale ecosystem, they choose Solidity language as the basis like just to get more developers right makes sense and has that been working could you guys get any more developers is that how is that helping how how big is your company too yeah our company is uh, just 17 17 employees uh something about that Uh, half of us are cookers Half of us are just uh, um, engineers for for, for 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 usual stuff in programming. So we also have uh, the department to to write and investigate the smart contract behavior inside the emulator. So every scale has uh, emulator of smart contract pro, smart contract behavior without using any node or without using DevNet just to emulate it in the behavior in local computer. So it's very good to faster analyze what's going on with smart contracts to get the particular behavior uh, to then use it in DevNet or mainnet or something like that. Yeah, so we have the department to investigate the behavior of smart contracts inside the Everscale ecosystem and inside the Ethereum as well. So now we are expanding to Ethereum, the next goal to to apply our skills and to, to introduce Ursus to the world, the programming language and the verification framework as well. Uh, to a freedom world and maybe another blockchain as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. It it does sound to me that it's quite scalable and, and applicable to other blockchains too. That, that's that's really nice. That's really cool. So tell me more about how did you guys get the idea of creating this company? What is the story behind? Um, found formal methods for us. And uh, uh, that at the time we we got an idea that um, um, we definitely want to uh, to develop them. That it's a it's a very interesting area. It's a very interesting and promising industry. Uh, but uh, it was not so easy to find a good application for our ideas. So we tried to work with different uh, traditional files financial organizations like banks. It's not easy because um, they, they have very strict uh, and stable processes and it was not easy to introduce formal, formal methods to, to them. 
uh, and uh, at some point uh, we found that smart contracts is a, is a kind of an ideal application for formal methods because uh, at first uh, they're uh, small enough. So typical smart contracts are just maybe one to thousand of uh, lines of code, and. Um, on the other hand, they are really mission critical. It's really mission critical software. So, in case of uh, even small uh, small mistakes, uh, mistake in any smart contract, people lose millions and dozens of millions of dollars sometimes. So, it's um, it's uh, absolutely required to have a very high level of quality for. Uh, such a software. So we found that uh, it's uh, it's a great opportunity for, for uh, that, that mark contracts are, is a great opportunity for formal verification, and it's a great for, a great uh, industry for de developing this technology, for uh, making it uh, making it uh, more easy to use. Um, uh, to decrease uh, um, uh, um, the barrier to uh, to, uh, to enter the technology, etc. So for the last uh, maybe four years, we're working with smart contracts, and uh, so during the time we did we did a lot actually. Where does the funding comes from? Who pays for the for the work? Is it Everscale? Yeah, currently, currently the the funding comes from from Everscale. So there are two main funding sources. It's like for direct services for some companies or or internal products of Everscale core core team, or just from grant grant system. So the source is divided to two main parts. Uh, Actually, we have done a lot of uh, uh, service verification for for very important contracts of course team inside the Everscale. And after that, we started to work with, with satellite companies, like not 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 satellite, just company that will will try to 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 work with Everscale to develop their own products. And they asked us for, for for formal verification for their products because they care about security and because we are inside the core verification community, they asked us to verify the contracts, to make an audit, to, to make some static analysis, something like that. And uh, after that, the granting system starts and we, we, we got some grants for infrastructure infrastructure development for for ursus and our verification framework and tool chain so so that is the second source right you said that these companies were interested in having you guys proving some properties what kind of properties you guys have approached to prove for them uh, actually actually the properties is just very generic i mean it's uh, it's not the it's not the kind of some specific properties, uh, but generic properties of smart contracts as programs on the blockchain. I mean that there are some kind of general logic of the program, and 
the blockchain specific logic, for example, the gas pending or, for example, I mean, messaging from the contracts from it and to it. And that is blockchain specific properties, but as well, we have the just any property which any program can possess. I mean, just any logic inside the program, uh, inside the communication between functions, inside the state of the contract itself. I mean, state as well. All contracts are stateful, stateful program. They have their own state and we can prove there's some invariance about this uh, state. So to be assured that it is correct in every step of smart contract usage. I mean, after after each message, we can prove that every message starting from the correct correct state, every message cannot cannot uh, do this state incorrect. And how did you guys choose Cog? Yeah, that's a long story. Actually, I use Cog for example, fifteen or maybe more years. It's just for my own own toy projects and i started to use the the, the system to in, inside the robotics uh, where where my origin are uh, so to it, it 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 was highly amazing for me that one can prove the the quotes you write and that is definitely amazing and so it's magic stuff so i'm big fan of cork and uh, the the possibility to verify every property you have about your code it's amazing and and that is the reason that we don't use any light lightweight uh, lightweight verification verification stuff like like i mean some solvers or maybe yeah maybe model checking so as well we are um, we are aware of them but we use coke to to have the possibility to verify every property you want. So that is very important because the system is unlimited in, in, in the in the capability. So actually it's quite difficult to do that, but uh, the the value of having all the possible properties to be verified is great for me. Because even after the step of audit, the step of uh, testing the step of uh, um, you know some some um, shallow shallow verification if you don't do the deep internal analysis with a full full-fledged verification you can you can still expect for bugs or some misbehavior and uh, we would we'd like to perform formal verification as deep as possible, but of course, so sometimes we can stop in some step because business is limited, and maybe not not so much time, not so much funding. But actually, we'd like to think that we have all capability we would like to have with Coke. And it, and it seems to me that it's also hard to find engineers, proof engineers, because we are so niche and. Probably you you guys have to hire like PhD people or PhD students, and it's it's, it's really hard to find them, right? Indeed, it's, 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 not, it's not an easy task. It's it's really hard. Sometimes sometimes it's really hard to find uh, engineers because it's much easier to find uh, regular software engineers, software developers because they're around. 
but for uh, this uh, kind of uh, software mathematicians, it's not, it's not any, an easy task. But uh, we can we can see the both uh, experienced people like PhDs or uh, also students with uh, especially students with uh, great background, uh, so, uh, such as uh, victories in international contests. For example, one of our engineers uh, is. Uh, 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 is a double champion in um, well, in the international contest in mathematics. So uh, and also we 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 are thinking about uh, starting some educational programs in different uh, colleges or universities around Coke to let let students to know more about uh, about uh, formal methods uh, in general and Coke in particular. Where? Where do you plan to do that? Uh, so, uh, we, we still don't know. We uh, still consider consider these ideas. So, so. I love that. I love that. I, I I would really like to see more of that. I know that, for example, there are some um, some meetings in France because that's where the cock team is. So every now and then they have some workshops going on about about cock, about math comp, and th those are amazing. Those are really good, and. That's really exciting to me. That's really exciting to see, you know, more growing interest, not only from academia, but also from the industry. In fact, I was doing an internship in a company in the Silicon Valley, the, the Bay Area. And they were they were doing some chips. And I was talking to the CTO on my first day of, of the internship. And he was like, do you know that Intel floating point bug? There's, there's a, a famous name for that that I forgot right now. But he was like, we really don't want that to happen again. And in order for that to happen, we are going full flat as, as just the same way as Andre, Andre described, we're going full fledged formal verification here and go really deep and use cock in order to really prove these properties that we're interested in here. So I don't know, those, those things are, are really exciting to me because you are going very deep into the formal verification. You're going very deep into making sure that your properties will be satisfied in all possible scenarios, just as Andre was describing, not only testing here or there, you always, you'll, you'll never be able to, to actually catch every single scenario. And yeah, those, those are amazing things. And, and, and I love that we have more, more companies and more interest in these sort of things. But yeah, it, it would be nice if we could, you know, like, grow more interest in this in these areas it's, it's very it's very it's very upsetting to me just see how you know um everyone has all their eyes just on ml right now you know like and i don't know pl programming languages and, and formal verification and type theory all of these these things are are growing are growing because it seems to me that the society is really seeing value in, in actually going very deep into formalizing and making sure that your software has no bugs. It's impossible to, to have a bug because you, you actually showed it. But, well, coming back a little bit, I wanted to understand a little bit more of how this Ursus platform works. So you have this language that is, is embedded in Coq in order to write down the solidity 
smart contracts, which is called URSA. So how do you bridge this gap between URSAs and Solidity? How do you extract this code from URSAs in Cog to Solidity in, is it C and C++? Is that right? Yeah, we have also the C++ platform, so it's not so so deep developed as uh, Solidity. Yeah, answering the question, yes, we can do both translation from Solidity to Ursus and back. Uh, so the forward uh, translation we, we do writing the translator in Coq and verifying the the correct AST transformation. I mean, we have the AST from Solidity compiler and we can perform the AST AST translation to Ursus AST, which is quite similar, is just almost one to one. Uh, and um, having this AST, we we can we can have the code in Ursus. And uh, for the back translation, with the you know LP LP automation LP the kind of Lambda Prolog uh, also developed uh, by Inria. And we have a lot of help stuff, a lot of help stuff to automize all the all the Ursus uh, grammatical transformation, and we can translate literally the the line by line and the function itself as whole by by using LP by using LP because we we can get the uh, the AST from a cock and and translate it back to Solidity using LP because because uh, Ursus is a mix of deep embedded and shallow embedded language, and uh, that is very important to, to to have the shallow embedded stuff because we can we can literally compute we can compute the 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 state just having the program, and uh, we, we we do them. Monads uh, to to present uh, to represent the internal state of the virtual machine to represent the contract uh, state itself to represent the messaging system state. We have some some mix of states uh, represented both by internal monads and um, mm, yeah, uh, and we can compute the states of executing or evaluating the function. On some on some on some particular state to have the new state, and that is very important. But but the second thing is that to manipulate the AST, we need to have itself. Uh, we need to have it, and uh, that is the reason to have the deep embedded part of the shallow embedded. Uh, and we have some very very small language, so just just maybe just maybe one thousand lines of code. So it's not very very big, but it's very, um, very important to, to have it. And having this, we can represent each each line as part of, of the syntactic tree. And, uh, and doing this, we can translate to and from Solidity using, using LP, for example. I didn't understand what's the role of LP. Uh, LP um we use it uh, because lp had the full coq api connection 
So oh, okay, okay. Yeah, in, inside the LP program, we can get the term in. We can get the cock term in terms of in terminal in terms of AST, not just uh, not just uh, type checked term. So we can we can. Mm, mm, prepare a term step by step and and type check is only at the final stage so most of time the term cannot be type checked because it's not full just we we can pick some terms from here some terms from there combine them and only on the final stage we can type check it and have it as a final code term so the lp the great great tool to to prepare the terms for coke uh, because it, it it allows to have it not not checked and type checked only at the fi final step and then after the type check of this final step you can produce the solidity code yeah we can yeah and after after we have all type checked uh, we have the final coke term we can extract so to have the solidity program. So the, we have several several levels of translation. We can translate the contract header. We can, can translate the function header as a, as, a, as, a, as a different procedure. Then we can translate line by line of the Ursus code. That the funny thing that we use Ursus in proof mode, not as the whole term. Oh, so we use right. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. So we can we can translate line by line from dot to dot. That's amazing because we can write in the hypothesis style all we can translate and and mine from this particular line of code. So we can just show the developers what what is going on, which variables. You see each one of the contacts. You see the whole contacts and what's going on under the hood and how to properly type check things. It's 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 really nice to develop in proof mode. I get you. It's it's, it's yeah, cool. yeah yeah yeah. I absolutely love the using REPL because it gives a lot of information. It's quite impossible to get it from the whole program. So you can you can translate line by line, and after that you can translate the function at all as a, as a whole. So we have several several levels to, of translation to give the developer the full information: what's going on, how it is translated, what what are the variables, uh, uh, and so on. And and after this, we collect all the functions in one term and give the full extraction at the, at the end of uh, uh, smart contracts uh, description. I love that. I love that. That's that's really cool. But then you also said that you also do the, the other way around. You said that you, you go from cock to solidity, but you, you mentioned that you also can also go from solidity to cock. Yeah, we, we have the yeah, I have we we can take solidity uh, as a source and translate it to Ursus. Is that also using LP the same no, strategy? No, 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 not using LP because because it's just just cock program extracted to extracted to OCaml and then and then run. So it's just 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 executable uh, compiled from OCaml sources, which can be extracted from the cock program, the original cock program. And so how does the translation from Solidity to Ursus happen? Yeah, uh, it just happened um, because the Solidity compiler can give the 
the AST of the salinity code as a tree. So we, we have the tree transformation from salinity to Ursus. Right, that sounds, that sounds easier. I like that. That's really cool. So what were the, what are the difficulties to prove the properties you want there? What are the hard parts? Um, the hard part, uh, as usually for verification, is the specification. The specification stuff is very, very narrow part of all the verification process. And having the good verification, having the good specification, we can perform any any step with verification because all properties are stated good. But it's very rare situation in real life to have the full and uh, in accurate enough specification. Uh, for smart contract. Uh, so this is the very, very hard part to get the, get the correct specification from developers and, uh, and managers or clients. Uh, and this is very difficult. The second difficult part is the, uh, in, in technical, so it is connected with, uh, you know, uh, we, we, we call it inverse scenarios. So you have the direct scenarios. It's like it's like uh, when you have a, some program, you have some instruction doing this, then this, then that, and we can verify. Then doing all this stuff uh, step by step, you will gain the correct state. This is the first part. It's it's quite easy to 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 prove that. But the inverse stuff that when you have the some 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 kind of state. For example, you have submitted the transaction, or you have you have get some 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 tokens. The state is final, and you need to prove that you cannot get this this state doing wrong things. So you can get the state only doing right things. That is that is the security properties of smart contract that it doesn't allow to get the correct state do, doing incorrect steps. So that they're very difficult because the combinatorial expansion of the number of steps you can go through to get the final step. Yeah, And uh, this is the technologically very difficult part because we need to, 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 to make the inverse history of how this state can be got. Yeah, and that, that, is, that is quite difficult because uh, if you have, for example, 10 functions, it, it's about the 10 factorial or something like this, a, lo a lot of combination of functions to be called to, to get the final state. And, and it is very difficult to prove that you can get the state only doing right things. There is no some, some, some backdoor, no backdoor. I don't have much of a security background. I don't I don't quite follow why you you need to get this state only doing doing right things because okay, you have you have your program, you have your set of functions and then they're going to run and then they're going to end up in a in this final state. So you're saying that doing this run there might have some you call a function incorrectly for example, so it 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 took a different path than the right path. So if you take any any different path at any point, then you should diverge from the state that you you would expect. Is that the idea? Something along those lines? Yeah, yeah the idea is that uh, yeah. Uh, so so having the tree 
for for example, mm-hmm. you have the the initial state. It it, it is well defined. So uh, you you have the tree of calling Execution. different functions. Right. Yeah, different function. You have diverging in, in in every in every stage. You can diverge to calling this function or this or that, and you have a tree of your contract um, liveness mm-hmm. and suppose that you have some final 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 uh, state and you, you you are asking yourself whether this state can be achieved only doing the the thing that that was intended to perform the the fun- functions uh, i'm not there there is no any backdoor using some 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 unpredicted behavior some 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 calling some functions not in the order or maybe just, just I, I, I don't know what 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 could happen here. But you, you, but suppose you you want to, for example, suppose you want to send some money from from Alice to Bob, yeah. And we have the final stage that Bob has received the money, and Alice, and Alice doesn't know. Maybe she doesn't send it or something like that. So we should prove that Bob can receive the money only if. For example, Alice sent it to him, and that is the security stuff because because we can prove that if Bob sends if Alice sends sends some money to Bob, he will receive it. That's the direct scenario, yeah. But if she is already in the state of receiving money, we should prove that somebody sent it. Right, yeah? right. Okay, now I understand it. Now I understand it. Okay, thank you. That that's a really good example. I like that. Okay, so um, okay, so you're Provando. You guys um, use these URSAs and you have solidity, and you are hired by different companies to make sure that their smart contracts is correct because we don't want to be losing a lot of money. And you have formalized things, and you use COC to do all this formal verification, and things look really, really nice. And there are some really difficult properties. And what are, do you have any any thoughts on other use cases for your approaches? Actually, yes. Uh, um, actually, uh, when we're talking formal verification, it can be uh, in future applied for any mission critical software. So it's not only smart contracts; it's uh, is a whole financial industry. It's definitely medicine, transportation, aerospace, retail. Uh, uh, some, uh, especially enterprise retail, some kind of manufacturing where where you uh, use critical machinery. For for example, uh, a few weeks weeks ago, a terrible t- t- um, uh, trade uh, acute in China, if I, if, if I remember correctly, when a robot. Uh, accidentally ki- uh, killed an, an, an employee, and it's a very good application for formal methods to be to be sure that uh, no robot can kill any uh, or, or damage any human being. So there is a lot of applications for formal methods, and uh, the main obstacle right now is that it's indeed very difficult. It's still very difficult to use. Very expensive, uh, very hard, but uh, our mission is to make it easier. Nice, yeah, that's that's a great great mission. I love that. Are you guys hiring? 
yeah actually we are currently at the growing growing stage of our company so we are hiring so maybe not hundreds of engineers but maybe tens or something like that yeah and that's the short question how can people find you how can they apply and what should be their background Actually, the easiest way is to visit our website, probably. And, uh... um, we are open in in social network, uh, so we have um, active LinkedIn account, uh, LinkedIn account. So we have Twitter, and so this these are the the main the main um, way to 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 get some connections but uh, actually because we are from um, a lot of us are from from academical um, academical sphere we can ask for for colleagues from the previous life and uh, tell them about the uh, capabilities of formal methods and a lot of mathematicians and uh, guys who don't w- want to be just engineers or just programmers and would like to to perform some mathematical stuff uh, because they like mathematics and they they uh, see their future to combine the mathematics and programming uh, that's the, the the main point how we can motivate them to join us so that uh, also the short story. Uh, however, a lot of a lot of our a lot of our employees are uh, from 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 universities, and they they are doing some kind of master works or PhD, and so it is very interesting for them to to write the uh, thesis about they are doing on, on work not just some some uh, some abstract thing and that is our common way to to hire uh how, however just just growing now i think that we could establish more more guaranteed way to hire people uh i don't know exactly which it could be however we have a strong connection for example with some um, some teams in formal verification, for example, we have connection with guys doing doing Zilica uh, network. I, I mean, so some very close friends of ours, and some guys uh, from our company is working in 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 research position in some universities doing formal verification uh, investigation research something like that. Well, I'll definitely leave the links to your website, your LinkedIn, your Twitter. And if anyone is interested, maybe they can reach out, send an email, things like that. Yeah, great. Perfect. Um, is there anything else we didn't we didn't touch or do you think wasn't wasn't deep enough or wasn't clear enough? Uh, I would like to, to add maybe something about the our vision uh so actually, we we don't see the formal methods as bug chasing. Actually, I think that it's much more 
because that there is the, always the problem of of composability of different program and only yeah and only having that one program is performing that thing that intended you can compose it with another program and this is the main part of formification to have the proven properties not just bug chasing bug chasing is the side effect i think uh, of doing the formal verification, having the uh, full proven uh, functionality, you can combine the program with another one, and that is the the main artifact, the main outcome. I mean, from the formal verification pro procedures, not only bug chasing, not only bug hunting. It's much more, I think. And another thing I would like to add that we. <clears throat> We are trying to make the formification more user friendly. That having Ursus platform, having having all the the automatic stuff that can translate forward and backward, having some helpers, uh, we can involve more engineers to perform formification without deep learning of type theory, without deep deep learning of of cock of cock mechanics just having programs some properties and performing verification randomized testing and all the stuff in more user-friendly way uh, not 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 requiring requiring from them knowing some deep mathematical stuff like like types theory and, and etc and that is our mission to one of our mission to involve more engineers to formal verification um, field and give them tooling and uh, explanations of what is going on with programs and what is going on with some properties and how they can be proven and how they can be written and all this stuff. I really like that because, yeah, I, I definitely agree. One of the major issues is that the entry barrier is so high, right? Like you have to take a whole class and learning the logics of cock and what's going on under the hood and, and the calculus and this and that. And and it's it's, it's hard just to, to get started, right? Like maybe there are some people that actually have some mathematical background, know how to do proofs, but how can we express those to the to the computer? How can we express that while we are coding? So I definitely, I, I really, I really love that initiative and it's, it's hard, right? It, it requires a lot of tooling, probably you have to really think really carefully on how much you want to expose to the user and how do you want them to, to interact with your pro, with your code and in your platform with the, with your URSAs, right? Sounds like a hard problem. Yeah. So, and this is the 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 why we uh, offer to use Ursus as, as line by line uh, interpreting stuff because because in every line user can stop and think more, not give the whole program and then see the uh, output of the compiler or output from the interpreter just line by line as in Coq as in Coq itself, just just. Just use one line and see what happens, and then you can go later. And the funny thing that you can put the holes inside this stuff, yeah, that that's great. You can put the so you can just 
write something like that. If if hole, then hole else hole, and uh, fill the holes after in some times when you realize what you want to do to to put there. Yeah, that that's that that's incredible stuff. You can you can write the the program in any order, not not just uh, sentence by sentence by just if you don't know what to, to write right now, just put the hole and fill it later. And also support this stuff. Not only not only filling later, but you can actually tweak your code, right? Like you can you can inspect, okay, there is this hole here, but what is in this context? What happens if I if I try to surround this hole with this other thing here and, and I, I'll put this other expression, what's gonna happen, right? And then you slowly build this term interactively. It's it, it it's really nice. I, I I really love interacting like that. And you also said that you have a monadic style too, right? Because of Cox type type system and with uh, type classes, then you can put all of those things in, inside a monad and and have even even more power to write your code, right? Yeah, yeah. The 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 internal the internal me- mechanics of Ursus is of course monadic style. So you 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 can have low level style of coding and high level so you can write in monadic in monadic language so the same the same things but it's not so common for 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 usual programmers to write this way so we offer we, we offer two different ways you can write in low level uh just using the monadic transformation or just 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 at the deep embedded language sources so just just uh, uh, Almost the same as in Solidity. So almost the same. It's very, very similar, but but some some kind of nice stuff like holes, like uh, line by line interpreting. So it's a lot of funny stuff here. You got me really curious. I'd like to check this code. Is it is it open source? Is it available? Yeah, that the that, that, that the hard question. Now we are negotiating with our investors and uh, our management board what we are going on with the Ursus itself. Would we like to to make it open source or not? Uh, for me, I love open source. Of course, every normal developer likes open source, but but it's not not the not the question of of the team itself we need to negotiate the stuff with our investors but i but i think that some part of them will be for, will be open source because it's very difficult to to gain to gain developers and community without open source programming it's, it's quite impossible to do that but we want to get to get them we want to involve more people to write and also to to verify their program and that that, that the the point that we need more open sourced um, repositories. Awesome! Then so, I I really hope that they can agree with that and we can see some of those code out in the wild. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I hope so. Actually, I, I, I don't also like to add a few words. So most of what we're talking about um, uh, conversion of uh, some Solidity or C++ code into OSS or vice versa. But uh, one more pretty important thing is specification because right now, uh, Andrea already said a few words about it, that uh, currently it's pretty difficult to create a good, a good specification. And uh, especially it's Quite uh, difficult to show it, uh, to explain it to the uh, to, to, to the business, to the product manager, for for example. 
So, and uh, one area of our activity is to create a new uh, user-friendly tool for specification making. We are working on it right now. Uh, we, uh, we we did something, but uh, not so much as for others. But I hope that in, in a few months we'll have some first version of this tool as well. How can you make writing a specification more user-friendly? What are the ideas there? Uh, actually, the basic idea is to use some kind of um, graphical approach. Oh, cool! To uh, to connect uh, to to connect different blocks and to show and to show the logic, the scenarios, uh, the desired scenarios of the uh, specification. Right, I love that. That's that's really cool. It would be really nice to have you know like some some building blocks, some Lego Lego sort of things, and you can just um, actually visualize what you're trying to specify, right? Like you have your, you can actually see your program and what are the, the, the paths and, and how thing the logic is happening. I, I, I love that. That's really cool. Another crazy idea I would like to add to it here is maybe using some neural networks to communicate with the developers to, to get the internal knowledge of of what they think the program should do, and the amazing, amazing success of OpenAI. So here, I think we can we can try to to use the this stuff to to get to get some information from user, and we are trying to to explain the uh, network what we are trying to get from the from the user, and having the answers to, to network generated questions, we can get more information about the program itself. And that is the nice thing that uh, we, can ex we can express our specification tool as the combination of AI dialogue with graphical tooling. And uh, answering the question of neural network, you can get the graphical a representation of the specification and it is formal enough to translate to translate it it's automatically to coke afterward now that that's our vision currently those are really cool good ideas there are also some tools that you can you can also um use not necessarily going all the way to ai but also some smt solver like coke hammer and I think it would be very interesting to see how those would fit as well, because it would definitely make the developer's life easier to call some automatic solver under the hood to check for your specification. For example, there, there is a tool in Isabel, which is another tier improver, where you can check if the property of your code makes sense. I think it's called nitpick. So you can just write down your lemma and then you call nitpick and it will try to find counterexamples very much along the lines of, of quick check. So I think it's, it's a very similar um, approach of different tools here. And th those, are, those are really nice and, and really cool to see being applied in, in the industry, in the wild, with actual engineers having, having interest in these things. So it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh yeah, one more thing that I forgot to ask while 
talking about hiring. Um, do you guys hire remotely or do you have an office somewhere? We are hiring remotely, of course, mm -hmm. because because after the uh, after the all this hard time for for the world, we we cannot uh, estimate that we can some stable office in some yeah. country. So, so actually, <laughs> we 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 are <laughs> all around the world now, and so I think that the remote the remote companies are very good for now yeah. and uh, we are hiring remotely of course yeah this this pandemic was, was a huge hassle and a huge pain but one good thing maybe that came out of it is that it it really forced companies to to think about remotely really seriously so it's it's nice to have all these opportunities and you can be in the comfort of your home and together with your family you know thinking about things yeah that, and yeah yeah, yeah, that that's true. Another thing that we are working in blockchain, and in blockchain, uh, I suppose that every developer can think about himself as about you know economic agent. So you, you, you just not an employee, you just just economic agent, and that, that's the normal way to think about the communication between the company and employees. To think that all of us are economic agents, and so so. Uh, we cannot insist to the fact of to be in some particular place in the world to to <laughs> to, to, to do some work for us. It's yeah. it's 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 some some not not convenient thing. I, th I think in the twenty first century. Right. Right. Oh, well, I think one question that I that I didn't do in the end is where did the name of the company come from? What is Provendo? What does it mean, really? Yeah, it's uh, the the name is uh, from our pre pre previous life. So uh, it's the combination of two Latin words. One of them is proof or something like this, and the second is vendor. So it's some some kinds of market in Latin, ah. and so yeah, and so it's like some market for proofs. So that that is the the idea to to perform the. Uh, worldwide market of mm -hmm. proofs and codes and something like this to put it into blockchain cool and so you can you can get the some some function of some smart contract and the surrounding proofs about them right and so you you, you can be assured that the codes you use is proven yeah it makes it makes a lot of sense I, I speak portuguese so it also comes out of latin and when I when I see the endo, well, proof was, was was pretty clear, but the endo I was thinking as a gerund is for us is like proving. <laughs> I see. But, but vendo, I see. Actually, it's proof. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, 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 so, it's so, so, so 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 actually there are two two v inside. So one from the right. proof and the second exactly. from vendo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we combine it and and lose one of them. Lose yeah, it would be a weird proof of vendo. <laughs> proof of vendo. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, with that. I think we covered everything. Uh, yeah, sim seems like that. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for coming here. It was a very pleasure uh, conversation, and I hope that the listeners also also liked it. I I'm sure they did, though, because it's 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 a you guys are working on some very nice, cool ideas, and I'm sure we all learn something from you guys. So thank you so much for being here. 
Yeah, thank you very much for inviting us here. It was a pleasure for us and uh, honor to participate in, in your podcast, one of the most popular podcasts about formal methods in the world. So thank you very much <laughs> to, to doing that. Thank yeah. you very much for supporting our narrow community to introducing us to, to other participants. So thank you very much again. Many, many thanks. It was a real pleasure to come, to come here. Well, that was it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed as much as I did. It was a very interesting conversation. I'm always so delighted to see these new companies, you know, having growing interest in formal methods and cock and all these cool things that we do in type 3 and all. So, well, if you guys have any questions, feel free to leave them in our website, type3forall.com. We also have a Twitter, TTForAll. The sites for Provando will all be in the links of the show. So if you have a podcast manager, it should be there by now. And well, if you're looking for a job and you, th you thought this is interesting, make sure to contact them. Or, you know, if you have any, any interest in, in contributing or you're working on something similar, also reach out. I'm sure they, I, I know that they will be very interested in talking with new people. But, well, I think that's it for today's episode. I hope to see you guys next time. <laughs>